0: which then makes my knowledge and experience in demand so that I can go write the books, get paid to speak, do coaching, consulting, and all that. So it's been a really organic, natural development for
1: me and being me. We're all about turning a crappy situation into something wow. positive. A quarter million dollars of credit cards. I still
2: remember the day when no one turned it up.
1: It
0: out, throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could
2: give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean,
0: I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs>
1: Our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script
2: challenge. Yes, yes. we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are.
1: <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. This is From Poop to Gold. I'm Daniel Harmon, Chief Creative Officer at Harmon Brothers. My guest today is Joel Com. Welcome, Joel. Thanks for having me, Dan. Super excited to have you on. Joel is a New York Times bestselling author. He's a futurist, also a co-host of the podcast Bad Crypto Podcast, mm-hmm. um, obviously into all things crypto. You're a, a keynote speaker. Should I continue with this? There's their uh, yeah, <laughs> more. More,
0: <laughs> more, more. Adulation. With- I mean, it's all right there on the note cards. Oh, that's <laughs> the applause sign. Never mind.
1: That's- <laughs> the The tables have turned here. At another event, you are actually interviewing me, yeah. so now I get to return the favor. That's right. So... Tell me, Joel. Could a you little say bit that of, more like an evil supervillain? <laughs> the, the tables have turned table, now. The tables
0: have turned. Oh, that's good. <laughs> okay, yeah. good. That was believable. And there we go. I got a little chill.
1: I did. I dipped deep into my acting. Yeah, background. acting. <laughs> okay. So, Joel, give us a little bit of your background. How did you come to be here now? What What made Joel come into this? You know, eclectic sort of. A little bit of a jack of all trades kind of person. That right? you're going to say jackass, uh, but that's, thank
0: no, you. You're very I kind. Uh, well, I th- I think it's you know I am who I am, right? Mm-hmm. There's how. What is my origin story? It's funny. Before we roll tape here, we were talking about the Joker. The Joker and his and- origin story. <laughs> <laughs> and his origins or that is now the second time I've attempted that laugh. I'm not yes, sure. We was it better? It, or, no? <laughs> it was bury, about the same. Bury it. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I've always been youthful in spirit, obviously as a kid, but that's something that I've just taken with me as an adult. And I learned that you can learn to adult without having to grow up. You can grow. still
1: be the eternal 12-year-old while That's, doing adult things.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. which, of course, you know that is my uh, mm-hmm. that is my branding, eternal yeah. 12-year-old. And so I can be responsible, and yet I can still have fun and, and let that childish part of me. So I envision myself as a, a young guy with a pail and a shovel looking for a sandbox to build something in. Okay. And... You know, I see sandboxes, they're everywhere. There's opportunity everywhere. This is why I don't understand when people get so single minded on this one thing. And there's people out them teaching if you want that thing and that door is closed, you just keep banging that door until it falls down. And I'm going, Oh, that sounds like a lot of work. Look, there's a door open there. There's a one that's <laughs> open to crack there. There's a window we can peek. There. Look, there's all these things we can yeah. explore. And that's been my attitude is be curious, mm-hmm. take risks and try things, knowing that a lot of them aren't going to work, except if you're Dan Harmon, in which case everything you poop on turns to gold. No, not true. But thank <laughs> Most <you>. things. <laughs> uh, and then trust the process. Right? Because life unfolds in curious ways, and usually the best laid plans, right, go awry. Or as they say, man plans, God laughs. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think he's up there going, <laughs> look at that stupid thing. No, I think it's more like, oh, that child of mine. What a, oh, so cute. The way he thought he was going to do that thing. <laughs> sure. Right? That's us. And uh-huh. so I release expectations and have really gotten good at it, at going, Let's just try and build something here, and maybe this, maybe I can't pack any sand at all here, and maybe there's nothing. But maybe in this one, I build a little something up, but then the water washes away. Oh, but well, this one, I like. I built something that's pretty cool. Let's keep working on that. And then when that happens, invariably people come to me and say, "How'd you build that?" Mm-hmm. And that's when I teach. I never set out to go. Oh, I'm going to write a book on Twitter or write a book on Google AdSense and then master it. No, I, I've fallen into through my curiosity and risk-taking discovered these ways to do things which then makes my knowledge and experience in demand so that I can go write the books get paid to speak do coaching consulting and all that so it's been a really organic natural development for me and being me yeah. What are some highlight projects for you in your career? Um, my earliest big score was about a year after I built my first website, which was 1995. I founded a multiplayer gaming site, one of the first ones in the world where you could play against somebody, another human in a remote location in real time. Chess, checkers, bridge, backgammon. A student at uh, UCSD had built a very rudimentary game room. I said, hey, let's partner up. I've got a site already. I'll help promote it. We called it Classic games.com. he kept building it i did the marketing and eventually it was purchased by yahoo and became yahoo games which people was one of the biggest multiplayer sites for many years until yahoo screwed it up like <laughs> yahoo screwed everything oh, up a great many things yeah. um i got into video early in 2007 i hosted and produced the world's first competitive internet reality show called the next internet millionaire It was a four Mm. camera, full studio built out, guests flown in production, 13 episodes inspired by The Apprentice and the rise of YouTube. Mm -hmm. And so that was a lot of fun. And uh, one other notable one, which I think is especially notable, because this is where we have a commonality. Yes. Right? This is where. The paths of destiny crossed. You got famous for a pooping unicorn. Yes. I got famous to another segment of the online world through an application that simulates flatulence, <laughs> otherwise <laughs> known as iFart. This is incredible,
1: and it still exists.
0: It still exists. In mm-hmm. fact, it exists right here on my phone. I know you want a demonstration, I right? I want
1: a demonstration. So, um, you this know... This is the whole reason we asked you to come on. We <laughs> so you are not going to disappoint. This
0: is the coup de grace. The coup de fart. Uh, There's so many jokes around it, too. So, you know, the iFart app, um, really simple sound machine. And it was myself and my team. We had already developed one application for iPhone. And we had one of the first 1,000 apps in the App Store in July 2008 called iVote Mobile, which would let Mm. people vote on opinions. But that went by the wayside when somebody on my team suggested we make a fart machine. We all cracked up and said, well, we have to do this. Mm -hmm. I turned in my developer. He said three weeks. I turned to my graphic designer. He said three weeks. I said, great. And the app didn't come out till December of 2008. Um, I didn't say 2018, did I? 2008. 2008. Uh And, uh, with some clever marketing and good timing and funny material, it went to number one in the world and stayed there for three weeks. As a result, um, all over pop culture like George Clooney in his Rolling Stone interview said I love farts I have iFart on my phone (laughs) it's his favorite app On uh, Bill Maher's show, he said, if your phone farts, you're part of the problem. (laughs) There was a a lawsuit that happened, believe it or not, with another competing app called Pull My Finger, which through doing Uh, a press release on it, got the attention of Jon Stewart's Daily Show. And I was on The Daily Show. Um, You know, if you go on The Daily Show, you get skewered. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Here's what's amazing. They skewer the other guy not me. And so I actually gave a talk called How I Farted and Came Out Smelling Like a Rose. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But it's a a real simple application, and uh, it's best if it's not muted. Otherwise, they're silent but deadly. Yeah. And we
1: just... Yep, there it is in action. Th- there it is. And, uh, which one was that? What was that? That one? was the
0: Wipeout, which is probably the most common one because it's the first one on the toilet paper roll. About over the years, we released a bunch of other ones. Like here's one from the Star Wars pack. This is Jabba the Butt.
1: <laughs>
0: and perhaps my so, favorite. That
1: one's coming from both ends.
0: Yeah, it does. Perhaps my favorite is in the political pack, and there's around the different candidates, but this one is called the Trump dump.
2: It's disgusting. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Uh,
0: Who knows how many billions of fart sounds have been played, and here we are the time of this interview, in late 2019, it still gets bought and downloaded every day.
1: Yeah, and I, my my cheek muscles are even hurting right now just from smiling. <laughs> yeah, just smiling and well, listening to that demonstration.
0: And that's it. There's so much humor in it. And you know, first of all, as a child, right? If you would have told me, "Hey, guess what? When you become an adult, you're gonna make an application for this new device that you don't know what it is right now because it's gonna be a phone, but you're gonna make a fart." machine for it and you're going to sell millions yeah
2: <laughs> i would have been like okay okay sign that's great up.
1: i'm practicing now yeah in the tub What's what, uh, what's interesting about this this podcast is that generally from poop to gold stories include some measure of hardship that turns into some sort of like a major blessing. In, in this case, it's very literal. <laughs> yeah, we we didn't have hardship; we had you, fartship. Yeah, you just had fartship, and then you went directly <laughs> to the gold from there. Which but but, is there, awesome. but there was poop along the way, okay. right? I mean, there's always poop along the yeah, way. i do you I've, get get into a little bit of that?
0: Sure, I tried a lot of different projects mm-hmm. and they're they're not all like this what are some uh, of the
1: bigger ones that like where you've like literally had moments where you're like, Oh man, how am I going to get out of this? Oh
0: gosh. Yeah. You know, I remember, and this is a great lesson that, that I've learned. You learn more from your failures yep. than well, your success. So. Your success is you just learn what your, uh, limits are for how much money will you spend, <laughs> Yeah. right? How much do I need that thing? Uh-huh. But when you fail at something, you've discovered a way to not do it and you can learn from that. And I remember in two, right around the same time as this app was succeeding, uh, my team and I thought it would be clever to put together a mobile marketing platform, kind of like a constant contact for mobile phones where you would build a mobile list. Now they have those now, Mm -hmm. but we were one of the first ones to have the idea and build something. And I tried to go out there and sell it and my passion wasn't fully in it. And I was distracted by other things and the project didn't go anywhere. Well, I had invested a solid six figures in it and a lot of manpower and time. You know, you've got a cellular carrier that's tied in you're paying thousands of dollars each month just to keep the system alive. So then I tried to raise capital. And couldn't raise capital. Then I tried to license out the tech and couldn't license it. Then I tried to just sell the whole thing and couldn't. And here it is. Here's my baby. I've put all of this into it. And I thought, oh, this is not going well, but I don't want to pull the plug. It's going to be devastating. And after a couple of years, I finally decided, damn the torpedoes, pull the plug, whatever the consequences are. I earned them, but Dan. Instead of having this crushing weight of defeat, I felt a burden just lifted off my shoulders. The angels sang, Uh you know. It was no. That's totally the way it is. And this is the lesson that I discovered, and it sounds like you understand as well. I stopped failing the moment I stopped paying for it yeah that was it i was free to move on there was no more burden and it was worth the price of entry because now i know if i'm not fully into it, don't do it. If I am into it and it's not working, count the costs. Is this something I'm willing to go to the mattresses for? Or is there other opportunity that might be coming my way and maybe this just wasn't the right timing or the right fit for me? Fail fast. Move on. Try new things. There's a whole world of opportunities out there. There's so many ways to poop and if you keep doing it, you're going to find the gold. Yep. Okay. See how I tie that back in I, I love it. Right there?
1: Well, what you're talking about is the sunk cost fallacy, mm. essentially, where you put... Put enough money and time into something that you get into this mindset that like, there's no way I can just leave all this behind and just give up on it and then just go do something else because I've got too much invested in it Right. when really you're just dragging yourself down with that. And when you finally made that decision of like, oh, I'm not going to spend another dime and another hour on this, it all of a sudden frees you up. I, to I love that. Stuff.
0: That's great. And, and the the imagery that comes to mind when you say that is somebody in Vegas at the gambling table or mm-hmm. the slot machine, right? Well, I've put a hundred dollars in and it's gone. On, so it's, my time is soon mm-hmm. and they keep feeding it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work that way because the odds are stacked against you. Yeah. Well, how much more so are the odds stacked in business, right? If the market is not responded... Then maybe there's a clue that you're not connecting somewhere. Uh, I'm not saying that's always the case because there are, we do have to be crazy and there are crazy people out there yeah. that do persist um, and we call them geniuses. Yeah, and
1: they they break and, through, but it's long and hard. But, and it's not for everybody. That's not, like you said, that's for, for example, that does not fit your personality. To do I am that.
0: not Steve Jobs. Yep. Although I do look rather dashing in a black turtleneck. <laughs> okay, there you go. The one the one similarity.
1: That's it. I wear glasses too. And, and you can just you know, you look great in Levi's, that kind of a thing. Yes. Right? Okay, awesome. Um <laughs> okay. Well, let's He's like, how do I get out of this one? No, no, it's totally good. So let's talk about what what's the thing, the project you're most excited about right now? Um, Well, there's
0: more than one, but Uh the thing that I'm knee deep in right now is cryptocurrency. Yep. Right. We started the podcast myself and Travis Wright, my co-host, two and a half years ago, and it It came just from being curious about crypto and blockchain and Bitcoin and the future of digital currency and seeing that this is going to be incredibly disruptive. Uh, Blockchain is not just about Bitcoin. Blockchain is about a better, faster, more efficient, more secure, more decentralized database Mm -hmm. way of managing and handling data, which means it is poised to disrupt virtually every vertical. Yeah. Everyone, and most people don't even see it coming. Yep. Those that are smart are paying attention and they're learning about it very quietly. Most of the Fortune 500 companies, if they're not being public about it, they are hiring blockchain developers. They are figuring out how do we get ahead of our competitors on this because they don't know what their competitors are doing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you we're going to see the level of disruption that we saw when the iPhone uh, unseated Nokia, when Netflix you know, un- unseated Blockbuster, when Amazon unseated the retail world. We're going to see serious high level disruption, only it's not just going to be in a handful of verticals. It's going to be insurance and medicine and uh, uh, retail and payments and the list, entertainment, music. The list is going to go on and there's going to be new businesses that are going to rise that are going to shock the crud out of the old guard there some businesses are going to wake up
1: one morning go what just happened oh 100% so yeah including I've, social media including youtube yeah i mean full disclosure i am an investor in cryptocurrency i'm not a heavy one but i have been dabbling in it since since back when Bitcoin was just over a hundred dollars and now we're hovering around 8,000 yeah around 8,000 at the time of this recording Mm -hmm. um, Which could be any given day (laughs) You would never (laughs) know when (laughs) when this was recorded based on that stat because it flies up and down so fast, but ultimately um, I I believe the same as you do The, the, the blockchain technology is so fundamentally disruptive in the way it handles data that it is it's going to change every single vertical yep. and i love that you're forward thinking about that and i'm not going to, i'm not going to do this as an insult but like you said just i think this plays a little bit to your um, eternal 12 year old of the, just like anything's possible right that like right. Um, a lot of the people coming into this technology are very, very young um, and are not as forward thinking, but it sounds like you've always had a mind to be kind of thinking forward, just being a futurist in general. And so that's, that's really cool to see. And if I, and I think I asked you this um, at dinner last night, but if, if you were to highlight a couple of the cryptocurrencies that you're more excited about. Um, which which would those be? Sure, and, and you know, full disclosure, I am
0: an investor mm-hmm. and not a licensed financial advisor, and right. so my interest should not spur anybody to make an investment. It should spur them to go do their own due diligence right. and research and understand. Of course, I'm a big fan of Bitcoin. Bitcoin mm-hmm. is, you know, the OG of yep. cryptocurrencies. Um, it is, it, this as of this recording, and I'll timestamp this, October 17th, 2019, we're about to hit the 18 millionth bitcoin mind out of 21 million that'll leave that's not a lot left three million left but here's the thing because of the formula that's written into the code for mining it's going to take another 120 years for that last bitcoin to drop to finally drop so i think bitcoin is the the token standard which is actually a little play on words right there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't think it's going away. I'm also really fascinated by uh, also in the top 10 is one called EOS, Mm EOS. And they've built their own blockchain. They did a huge raise of several billion dollars over the period of a year. They've got very deep pockets to build out. And it's a blockchain that allows others to build decentralized applications, D-apps on it Mm -hmm. that now operate on the blockchain and i also mentioned you last night i'll I'll double down on it here tonight there's one called stellar lumens which i believe is number 10 in the crypto market cap right now and they are about um cross-nation payments done very speedy in fact you can send an XLM token, which is currently worth...
1: XLM is the currency for for Stellar, Stellar, right?
0: uh Stellar is its own blockchain. And it is, you know, with Bitcoin, it can take... 10 minutes sometimes 30 minutes to yep. send a transaction still way faster than western union yeah. or a bank transfer yeah. solving a real problem um, the, there's some fees associated yep. depending how big you know the cluster the is mm-hmm. right but with Stellar I can send you Stellar Lumens from my wallet to your wallet anywhere in the world in two seconds and the fees are so small as to be microscopic and this really solves a problem for cross border payments I it also it. solves a problem for those that are unbanked mm-hmm. right you've got a lot of places in the world where to send five dollars to you know your home maybe in a country in Africa it costs you more than that to send it back to your family yeah but with cryptocurrencies that problem is Is washed away. Yeah, it's totally solved. You can send it instantly. The fees are are small. It's private. It's peer to peer. There's no middleman. And this is the
1: beauty of cryptocurrency. It's powerful. Yeah, it's extremely powerful. It's the future, Marty. It is the future. Is Stellar? Is it like um, Bitcoin in that it has a fixed amount? Correct. There are. Okay.
0: Yeah. In in fact, for the vast majority of cryptocurrencies, there is for most of them.
1: Right. (coughs) Meaning they they don't inflate over time. They're not creating. A higher money supply of Bitcoin, there will only ever be 21 21 million million. of the Bitcoins, and the same is the case for Stellar or whatever that number is. Right. Uh See,
0: here's what most people don't understand. The Federal Reserve Bank in the United States of America is neither federal nor a reserve. It is not a government branch entity. It is a conglomeration of the big banks. And they have something called quantitative easing, which if we were to do what they're doing, we they, get put in jail. They call it forgery. Mm-hmm. They call it printing you know, yeah. money illegally. But just this week, they've put another $60 billion into the economy, literally pulling money out of thin air. And what does that do to the value of it? The more you have, the less it becomes worth. Yeah. And what we've seen happen in countries like Venezuela, where the Bolivar, this beautiful country that was once the queen of Latin America, the richest, wealthiest country, they Put the wrong person has come to power with the the wrong type of politics. Um, socialism essentially mm-hmm. is what we're looking at, mm-hmm. and he's destroyed the country and the people, and they're starving. Their Bolivar, they burn it now for fire. Bolivar being their the Bolivar is their currency. Uh, I, I've had thousands of Bolivars handed to me as a joke before. They're worthless. Their inflation rate is something like twenty thousand percent oh man that can't happen when you have a finite supply of tokens such as bitcoin which is why what's cool about it is you know in the u.s dollar the smallest unit is one cent right 0.01 yeah with Bitcoin, it goes to eight decimal points. Yeah. So the smallest unit is point zero 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 one, and the word for that smallest unit is called a Satoshi. A Satoshi. Uh huh. Yeah, which is named after you know you have the yeah, answers.
1: Satoshi Nakamoto, who's, who who's the creator of Bitcoin. Right. The author of the, the author white paper of the original white paper. Which we don't know who, who it that is. is. Uh-huh. There's a mystery <laughs> behind Bitcoin, which yeah. just
0: adds to the intrigue of it. Governments can't actually stop it. They can make it illegal, but they can't stop it. Right. And there's other currencies that are privacy coins that are even less trackable that they really can't stop. So technology is now at a place where it leans towards empowering people rather than centralized governments and businesses. And this is why... If mankind gets this right, it could be a really exciting time for freedom, for liberty,
1: for prosperity all around the world. Yeah, I believe it as well. We, we just turned from poop to gold into a crypto podcast. <laughs> all, all from poop to Bitcoin. Episode. But anyway, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on, Joel. It's been really fun to talk to you. Love to see what you're doing. Will you tell our audience where they should find you? What do you want them to, what do you want uh, to point out? Yeah, well, if, if the
0: cryptocurrency realm interests you, and I hope it does, go subscribe to the Bad Crypto Podcast at any of the places that you find podcasts. And um, my blog is joelcom.com.
1: Find me on socials anywhere at Joel come and hope to connect with you. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and thank you all for listening and remember to subscribe so you can get more of this great content and we'll see you on the next one.
2: As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14 day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product. Now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14 day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. You actually
1: watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client,
2: a real product. And um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business People tell us over
1: and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14 day script challenge and, and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen.
2: And we've had, um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hpros.co script. That's
1: hbrosco dot C-O slash script.